0: Their offensive line, nicknamed the Hogs by line coach Joe Bugle, began to control the tempo of the game with a play called 50-Gut.
1: Joe Jacoby and Russ Grimm, the two Hogs that time with the big blocks. John Riggins, the diesel getting warm. Drag up that diesel. Um, um, um. Let's go diesel. Um.
0: Good afternoon, people, and welcome to the 50 Gut Blog Podcast. We've been talking about doing one of these for years. We finally got one recorded, so we're really excited to have you here with us today. I'm your host, Paul Williams, and I'm joined with my two co-hosts, Corey gasaway and Clifton Guafon. What's going on, fellas? Pretty good, pretty good. What's going on? Not much, not much. Eve of uh, training camp, how are you feeling? I know you have the, uh, the jitters.
2: You know, you know me too well, man. You know the juice is blowing right now. I can't wait for the team to hit the field. So you know I'm definitely looking forward to
0: it. Cliff, how's the how's the left coast?
2: <laughs> ah,
1: it's all right, man. I actually missed it out here. But I'm only here what 48 hours. So just so good while I can. I'll be back on the uh, the right coast very really shortly. Sure
0: good, man. Good to hear. Well let's not waste any more time. Let's get right to it. Let's get it popping. everybody's talking about hogs 2.0 hogs 2.0 hogs 2.0 obviously hogs 1.0 were one of the most recognizable offensive line units maybe ever is it dumb to compare the two or i mean could they really be as good do they have the potential to be as good as the hogs
2: 1.0 i mean this this is basically what we do in washington we love comparing our past with the present I, can't, I don't think we can get a little carried away. I think we're getting a little too carried away with calling them hogs. I mean, the original hogs, 1.0, they're three-time Super Bowl champions. They were part of a major era in Redskins history. So I understand we do have the big fella, the Silverback Trent Williams. He does he have a he has a couple hog characteristics. I like the fella inside, Sheriff. He looks like he could be a part of something as well. But as far as saying they're the hogs 2.0, I think we need a we need to hold our horses. We need to calm. We need to slow down. Pump the brakes. I, love, I I love what Trent's doing. He's getting the team motivated. He's getting the players motivated. I love it. But let's slow down. Right.
1: I appreciate Trent being a leader on the o line. Like he, really, you know, Absolutely. it's clear that he's been doing that. I think it's like the second year and they've done this, right? But the Hogs didn't just. They weren't just good players right like they won games they became this noted offensive line cuz they were out there dominating and winning super bowls gold jackets so <laughs> you can't like there's no i don't even think there's any point even considering them house to point I get that that's what they aspire for and that's great but you're going to need to win a whole lot of games before you can start even being considered you know Eight, seven, and one seasons aren't going to get you. Get you're not going to be called Hogs
2: two
0: point off. That right, year. that's not very Hogworthy.
2: That's 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 really Hog point
0: five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Corey said, Russ Grimm, you know, Hall of Famer Joe Jacoby. I mean, it's criminal that he's not in. They criminal. they won games. They were the reason these guys were going to Super Bowls and winning games. I mean, people should per, probably pump their brakes on calling them the next best offensive line since. 91, which I mean, it might be, but right. I can't, I'm not gonna knock
1: that. I can't knock that. And they are good. The thing is, they are a good offensive line, and we've had some bad ones in recent memory. So I'm just happy we seem to have some good O linemen. We got a leader on the O line. We got Trent Williams, arguably the best left tackle in the league. The best left tackle in the league. Excuse me. The best left tackle in the league. We got a young, we got a young right guard. We got Morgan Moses, Spencer Law. So, I mean, look, we've come a long way up front because there was a time where we just didn't have anything, and, it, and a couple years ago, it was just Trent by himself,
0: really. So, man, you're not gonna be on my podcast disrespecting Stephon Heyer like this, man. I can't allow <laughs> <lie to you. laughs> it. Or maybe was it Chad Reinhardt? Cliff is disrespecting him, <laughs> Chad Reinhardt. <laughs> Steve Ruiz of the USA Today did a ranking of head coaches in the NFL. Jay Gruden actually was his top-ranked NFC East coach. He had Jason Garrett of the Cowboys at 16, Ben McAdoo of the Giants at 21, and Doug Peterson of the Eagles all the way down at 26. Uh, I mean, he inherited a bad situation, but since then, you know, two seasons, one pro, one playoff appearance. I guess he deserves his ranking? Of course.
1: Like, <laughs> I, like, I look at it like this: like, if let's say you think Cousins isn't that great, well, he's played pretty well. Like, someone gets the credit for that. But to me, it's uh, Jay Gruden. When we hired him, we got people. People were really critical of the Jay Gruden hire. There, like I remember the day it was announced. Skins Twitter was ablaze. Man, people were upset. <laughs> People are really upset, but you know what Jay Gruden's shown? He can deal with big personalities. He knows how to talk to the players. The players seem to like him. I can't think of too many times where I might not have agreed with the, their approach to certain games, but I can't say that they've been unprepared for games. So I, I can't really knock Jay Gruden. I think people just, obviously his last name's Gruden, so people thought he got the job for no reason, but the guy coached in the AFL. Right, and people can sneeze at that, but he was the personnel guy and the head coach of those AFL teams. So Gruden, would, uh, I thought he had a good background for a head coach, and
2: I think he's been pretty good. I mean, you guys know me; I'm one of Gruden's biggest critics when he first, from the way he handled the RG three situation to the handing Kirk Cousins the keys to the team and saying it's Kirk's team. But I have to say, he has grown on me, and I actually agree with this. I think Gruden is actually one of the Upper echelon coaches in the league right now. And as far as the NFC East, I would have to say he is definitely highly, way, highly better than Jason Garrett. Uh, ben McAdoo is just, he inherited a good team. I mean, the Odell Beckhams and the top, the remaining players that Tom Coughlin had left over. Uh, Doug Peterson, I don't want to say he's a good head coach because he's really proven nothing with his, uh, franchise quarterback and Carson Wentz, who doesn't look that great. So to be honest with you, I'd have to say Jay Gruden is definitely one of the upper echelon coaches in the league right now. And as far as NFC East is concerned, he's
0: definitely number one to me. Absolutely. Some uh, idiot on Twitter, <laughs> it, it may or may not have been me, said that <laughs> Jay Gruden is the best Redskins coach since Gibbs one. Did I get ahead of myself? I mean, uh, granted, there's now a, a, Great lineup of coaches between Gibbs 1 and Gruden to choose from. Gibbs 2 obviously was great. You know, it was great for the fans. It was great for the franchise. But I, uh, to me, the personnel moves, you know, TJ Duckett, Adam Archuleta, Brandon Lloyd, <laughs> these guys that he handpicked kind of, I won't want to say sell that, error, but it goes into consideration.
2: I, I I actually agree with you, man. I mean, uh, nah, look Marty, at Marty,
0: man. Marty shot life. Mar- I mean Marty won he only went
2: eight and eight here, but I mean we can say that was probably partially because of the uh, he didn't get a second chance due to Mr. Snyder and uh, his buddies in the in the box office. But I think Jake Rudin, he since Gibbs 1.0, <laughs> we haven't really had much. Zorn, Spurriers. Like And <laughs> the offense,
1: the offense is good. Like our offense looks like a sharp uh, like a a good scheme. Yes. And the same, you could say the same for when he was in Cincinnati. So I can't, I really can't knock Jay Gruden too much for what he's done here. Um, our roster was terrible when he took over, terrible. Like, right. And last year, and last year's team really did it with no, with little contribution from the first and second round picks that we had. Very true. Cra- Cravens and Dotson, I'm, I'm actually interested to see what they'll do this year. That it looks like they'll actually have more talent and. I'm. I'm. I, hey, I was for Jay Gruden when we hired him. I know you two remember <laughs> that. I supported the Jay Gruden. I was like, well, this is what these are the people that get promoted to head coach in the NFL. Offensive I waved the, wave the white flag. If you are like right. offensive coordinators get promoted to head coach. If you can make any Dalton, who people don't think any Daltons good. Any Dalton didn't look terrible with Jay Gruden. People don't think Cousins is good. Some people, at least, we'll get to that later. <laughs> he doesn't look bad with Cousins. So at some point you gotta give Jake Ruden credit for taking two quarterbacks that people think might be mediocre and making them look and them actually performing like pretty decent quarterbacks.
0: Well, he did sign his an extension this past offseason, so he'll have plenty of time to, you know, keep us on the right path. Let's, uh, let's not get carried away.
1: This is <laughs> you know our front office. <laughs> he could be fired in December. He almost got he almost got fired. Two years ago, remember?
2: Your client stealing money. Your client
0: stealing ta- money. Remember,
1: remember the Tampa game? He was going to get fired, <laughs> right? When we fell behind versus Tampa, and came back. He, he was going to lose his job
0: the next day. Oh, he was going to meet him right in the tunnel and be like, here's your pink slip. <laughs> Remove <laughs> your personal <laughs> effects from Rescue's <laughs> Park ASAP.
2: Was that the, Kirk, you like that game? I'm pretty sure that yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, wouldn't it be something if we're sitting here on this podcast in ten years saying that you like that saved Jay Gruden's career It made it did. Kirk
2: and made Kirk
1: Cousins' career? It did make C- Kirk Cousins' career because. Oh man, what a what a <laughs> weird time that was, and here oh. we are.
0: <laughs> Speaking of Kirk Cousins, uh, Andy Benoit and Gary Grambling of the MMQB podcast did their annual top ten rank. And for those who are not familiar, uh, ranked their quarterbacks 1 through 15. Obviously, the higher the vote, the higher the weight of the vote. And they tabulated up, and they ranked the quarterbacks 1 through 10. Our beloved Kirk Cousins not only was not in the top 10, not only was he not in the top 15, he didn't get a single top 15 vote. (laughs) What do you guys think of this ranking? Do you think it's appropriate, not appropriate? Are they misguided? You know my feelings on Mr. Cousins, man. I think he's
2: a he's a he's a solid quarterback. He's a he's a starter in today's game. But as far as ranking Cousins amongst the upper echelon of quarterbacks in the top ten, I mean, not putting him in the top fifteen might be a little reach right now because he 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 has played some good football. But I mean, the upper echelon of the top ten quarterbacks—the Brady's, the Rodgers, the
0: Breezes. like
2: whoa, whoa, whoa! It's, I mean, it's, we're, it's, we're
0: not putting him in, in the. In the Brady, Rodgers, Breeze, Roethlisberger category. But, hey, Carson Wentz got a vote in the top 15. But Cousins well,
2: couldn't get one? That, that must have been one from one of the Philadelphia local beat reporters. Because they're idiots. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Whoever
2: made that vote for Carson Wentz, they should be removed from their job. And moved to the front, to the front desk. Mm-hmm. Answering the phones because that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Carson Wentz uh, should not be getting votes for anything. I don't really like top 10 rankings. Right.
1: Especially for quarterbacks. I don't think I don't I think the number next to that player's name ends up giving you the wrong interpretation. Right. I feel like it should almost be looked looked at like major like MLB starting pitchers where it's like they're aces. There are number two pitchers, number three and so on and so forth. We know who the aces are in the NFL, Like we know who they are. They're, they play on Monday Night Football five times a year or Sunday Night Football. The guy, the number two guys are like the Russell Wilson types. Like that's a very good quarterback. To me, Kirk is like a f- number four starter. Number three, number four. I don't think that means he's bad. He's there's just there are QBs who I don't think I would ever consider taking Cousins over. They like. Maybe I'm just saying, people consider you anti-Cousins if you're not just like constantly complimenting Cousins. But, nah, I just, I don't, if you tell me, if someone told me they didn't have him in their top 15, I wouldn't even argue with them. I really wouldn't. It's a,
0: it's a discussion to be had. I, I think that I wouldn't argue him not being your top 15 if he was in your top 12. Like, around 12 or 11, I wouldn't argue that either. I think that he has moments where he looks brilliant and he has moments where he you scratch your head and be like, "What are you doing?" So I think that kind he- in- in- of oh, brilliance, though. Yeah, oh, I'm I, trying to, I'm, I mean, I'm really trying to find these moments of brill- brilliance. Right? Brilliance, oh, 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 help me, out here, hey, help hey, me out here, Paul. Help me out here, Paul. Paul, Paul, act yeah, like Cousins wasn't balling like ballin against the Eagles in 2015. Or like he wasn't balling against the Packers last year or the Cowboys. I mean, he has moments. I mean, he- let's oh, great. Oh, oh, oh,
2: let's keep in mind the Packers had a bottom five secondary. Everyone lit them up weekly. Right didn't they, get, they, get, they had just given up 50 the week before.
1: <laughs> like they had literally just given up we, 50 to the Titans. We,
2: we knew going into the Green Bay game, Cousins was going to put up numbers. And if he didn't against that secondary, I mean, come on. But see, I sound like a Kirk. Here, here's I my, my like question. Here's my question for you, Paul.
1: <laughs> How many times during the, in the last two years have you seen Cousins playing at a level that made you say to yourself, wow, I'm so happy we have him because otherwise where would we be? because <laughs> you're not going to tell me one
2: instance.
0: See, I, like, I, I wish – it's moments like this. I wish I had a recording of Corey being psyched at FedEx field that cold Sunday night because he was <laughs> – when Garso caught that bomb, Corey was boosted. <laughs> He's talking about the Packers game? Yeah.
1: But see, here's my thing. Did he have a good game versus the Packers? Sure. I'm not even saying you didn't. I am saying you put our receivers and tight ends <laughs> – Versus that terrible secondary at that time. Hmm. A lot of QBs would have ate that night. Eight real good. Throwing the Jordan Reed, Deshaun, Garcon, like, Crowder. Like, a lot of QBs would have ate. Rob Kelly had, like, 150 yards rushing Man, Like, I can't just take... And mind you, because, because of the way the NFL works and that teams are not always... On... Like, we had not been on Nash TV in a minute... Before that game. Nope. Cousins had that game. And all of a sudden. The Cousins hype train took off. Because it was on
2: national TV. And how did that train end? <laughs> oh December. wait a second. Wait a second Cliff. Then we had another opportunity. To clinch a berth. On a Sunday. <laughs> versus the Giants. Who had nothing to play for. How did that end? <laughs> yeah.
0: Derailed. Uh, all right. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not disagreeing with any of your points here. Your points are well taken. I think that Cousins should be at least considered. I think it's disrespectful to not have him be a, a top 18 quarterback. I mean, I could that off the where, top of my head right I, now. I have I not listened to the off, podcast. Where I could they rattle off 12 quarterbacks right now who I would take over Cousins. No doubt about it. Off the top of my head. But 18? 18? Come on now. Hey, man.
2: He's definitely anywhere from. I mean, he could be anywhere from fourteen to nineteen. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like, that's not a bad thing. That's not <laughs> hating on Kirk. That's saying he's a middle of the pack quarterback. He plays good enough to be a part of that that little group. But
0: y'all are one, giving one y'all are giving 12? the Sam Bradfords of the world way too much credit here.
2: No, he's what Kirk. I'm definitely taking Kirk over Bradford, but we know Cliff is a Bradford guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, first of all, don't ever. I'm not a. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Am
1: I a Bradford guy? I'm not a Bradford guy. But you, I don't. I really feel like if you brought Sam Bradford here, given the same town around him, I don't think Kirk Cousins would look better than him. I just don't. I'm Bradford, sorry. Is well,
2: Bradford's deal up with Minnesota after 17? Because
1: his might deal is, up. His well, deal is up.
0: Well, he, he might get that opportunity. Well, might. And you know I was it's not- just. Gonna say, you know he's
1: not gonna get an opportunity. A hundred million dollars
0: guaranteed. <laughs> well, Cliff, you might you may get your wish. You might get to see uh, your boy uh Sammy Longsleeves in Burgundy Gold <laughs> next week.
2: <laughs> to- <laughs> Sammy Longsleeves. <laughs> Does- and he kills me with his face mask. His helmet just looks ri- he looks ridiculous. Hey man, Sammy he's not out me. there to
1: style, man. He's not out there to style. <laughs>
0: cbs.com's pete prisco wrote an article today about every team in the nfl's most underrated and most overrated player most overrated was your guy Kirk cousins most underrated right tackle morgan moses now first question is do you agree with his sentiment and the second part of the question is if you had to pick another person to be underrated and overrated on this team Who would they be? Well, let me first say
2: Morgan Moses was one of my favorite draft picks. I think you guys know that. And he's come a long way. And I will say he is definitely one of the most underrated players. I remember there was a time when we wanted to dish out all these 5 for thirty, five for 40 deals for these other random right tackles, and we just finally drafted Morgan Moses and gave him (coughs) an opportunity. Oh, my gosh. We traded (laughs) picks for Jamal Brown. Oh, bruh. Oh, bruh. I mean, we, but we also did draft a
1: right tackle who, on the second day at camp, said that he couldn't play right tackle in the NFL.
2: <laughs> but with, I understand that. With that said, he may become an all-pro at guard. And if we get that, I mean, we can't complain too much. I know it sounds crazy, but
1: I, I feel you. I'm just saying, imagine I, imagine a Serato pick. <laughs> who on the second day of camp said he couldn't play right tackle
2: anymore. No, what what Vinny would do is he would draft a receiver with a chronic knee problem. Kelly, Malcolm. Remember that guy?
1: Hey, I'm not not caping for Serato. I want want to make something clear here. I am not (laughs) caping for Vinny Serato. I am just saying we almost ended up with Morgan Moses at right tackle by accident. Because that's... we had moved him to guard. The, guard. the person we took at number five to be the right tackle on the second day of camp told you he
2: couldn't play right tackle in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's where Bill Callahan came in and
0: made a play for us. I mean, I don't pretend to be a college expert. I'm no Mel Kiper. I'm, I'm no Todd McShay. But I think a lot of people thought that Sheriff if he couldn't play right tackle or left tackle, had a future at guard, and they proved to be right. But if we knew that with that pick, <laughs> you you, would not
2: would, take like a what right Cliff is going to say. We we wouldn't have taken a guard that high. <laughs> we would have taken but Leonard Williams.
1: <sighs> right, right. <sighs> Leonard, Leonard but Williams. we shouldn't be rehashing
2: this. I'm not going to rehash this every time. Definitely. All just, right. Brandon Sheriff is going to be an All Pro guard.
1: It just we annoys let the let hell go. out of me
0: that we took a right guard at the fifth pick of the draft. Hey, it, I mean, if he turns out to be a six, seven-time Pro Bowler, four or five-time first-team All-Pro, and he ends up as one of the best linemen of one of the best offensive linemen that we've had in 25 years, and who could really complain?
1: Four or five-time first-team All-Pro? That's a Hall of Famer, man.
0: <laughs> I said what I said, man. All right. All right.
1: Overrated is a word that gets, over, that gets used so much. It's, Cousins is by the very definition of the word overrated. People want to pay him like he's a top quarterback, like the top quarterback. Andrew Luck money. And he's not. So you're overrated. Is he, again, Cousins is not bad. I don't want people not to think I think all. Cousins is bad. No, absolutely not. But I, all I'll do is bring up the fact that any time an NBA player gets a, a check that people think is not worthy of his play, people flip out. Bradley Bill gets twenty-six million, people complain. Otto Porter gets twenty-six million, people complain. But they're perfectly fine giving Kirk Cousins thirty million a year. It doesn't. Thirty make, million a year. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me. But but hey. We won't get into the specifics as to why it seems to be that way. But it seems to be that way
2: for a reason. I hate to say this, but I might have to put my my man Ryan Kerrigan in a little overrated section. (laughs) Just for the simple fact that he doesn't have many of those big time, big sacks that we need in crucial games, so to say. Not saying I don't appreciate his 11, 12 sacks that he gets for us, but he's had a few games where he's cleaned up against Philly and had about three or four sacks a game. On a Philly game this year. That was like a four-string. You would have thought he was Reggie White. It was a four-string right tackle. White.
1: Remember, they had like yep.
2: multiple tackles out. He, he had that guy out there doing the spins, but <laughs> not not to hate on Kerrigan. But if I had to do it, I would say he'd probably be in my overrated section.
1: Overrated. I mean, I'm probably gonna go with Kerrigan too, but in the essence, I hate to say it though. I hate to, to say just that. just to say someone different. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Terrell Pryor until I see. Uh, like I keep hearing all this Terrell Pryor hype,
2: and that's your guy, Cliff. You're going to put him in the overrated section. In terms of the way he's being talked about, yeah.
1: it's like guys, we got to calm down, man. We got to calm down. We, we, can't, we can't, we can't talk about Terrell Pryor like he's like he's, Julio, right? Like <laughs> he needs to do it first before AJ we Green. start. We start acting like he's about to be this incredible player. Yeah, and I'm only doing that because I can't take care of him. That's fair. As far as underrated, Jamison Crowder is my guy, man. Jamison Crowder. I, right. I, I told you guys this a year ago, I think I got to be the best slot receiver in the NFL. He's already a hell of a punt returner. We haven't had a punt returner like him since Brian Mitchell, which isn't saying much. Shout out to Brandon Banks. But Crowder is a hell of a player, man. The guy has won us games. I, he won us that Giants game in New York. I don't know if he... Uh, he had two big plays in that game. He had a huge punt return, then he had that long touchdown, and he won us the Ravens game, but that
2: because we were not scoring a touchdown that day. Nope. <laughs> no, we were not. Sure <laughs> weren't. Nah, crowd is a hell of a player. Man. Yeah. I, I might surprise know. you with my uh, my underrated section or my underrated player right here, but I'm going to go with the kid, Josh Dotson, just for the simple fact. I know we haven't seen him yet, but no one's been talking about him. And Kind of to follow up on what Cliff said with this prior hype, every day we're seeing the prior highlights. He's doing the cones and Redskins Nation is tweeting how he's out there looking like A.J. Green. It is getting a little carried away, and everybody's forgot about our number one pick that we drafted. Even though he's coming off the Achilles injury, I think he's going to be a major impact to this offense this year coming up. So he's definitely going to be my underrated player. Hey, man, this is year two. And he's ready.
1: You are a first-round pick. That he is. You need to hoop. Like, playing. He's going to bring it. Like, like we – we can't have a first-round pick given it's nothing for two years. Nah, especially when we haven't had a lot of first-round picks over the last five years. Nah, he's got, a, he's got a ball, man. I expect him to. I definitely expect him to.
2: But Absolutely. We can't
1: have, like, 50 for 500 yards.
2: Oh, not, not at all. Like, that's not, not going to be acceptable. No. No.
1: no.
0: Chris Cooley went on his radio show this week on ESPN 980 with his co-host Kevin Sheehan. And said that the Redskins could have up to and as many as seven Pro Bowlers this year. Seven. Uh, I mean, seven would be the most we've had since 1991, when they obviously went to and won the Super Bowl. So, what do you guys think? Do you think Cooley's on to something? If we did have seven Pro Bowlers, how many games is this team going to win? He might be on something.
1: I don't know if he's on to anything.
0: I, I second that. Seven? To get
1: seven Pro Bowlers, unless you're the cow, like the Cowboys get Pro Bowl just because they're the Cowboys. Unfortunately. If we had seven Pro Bowlers, we would have like 12 wins. That's what that would mean. We're not getting seven Pro Bowlers unless we have a dominant season. So unless you think we're about to have a dominant season, we're not getting seven Pro Bowlers.
2: I got to agree with Cliff. I don't know where Chris Cooley's coming up with seven pro bowlers. Even I'm looking at the starters. He, I, I, there's no way I could just come up with seven pro bowlers to represent the NFC from our team. <laughs> it's just, no. I mean, I could see Trent Williams being a locked. I could see Brandon Sheriff possibly stepping up. Maybe Josh Norman bounces back. He could have a pro. He's a pro bowl type player. Jordan Reed, if he stays healthy, those are the only four that I could jump that jumps out to me. And I could say, okay, those guys would, Maybe you could sure be sure fire pro bowlers, but seven, seven. I think
0: Cooley was playing Madden. Whoa. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Corey, oh. you are the biggest wrestling historian I know outside of myself. Do you care to venture a guess about the seven Pro Bowlers we had in ninety one? Who man. I, I, I'll give you I'll give you nine guesses. Go ahead and guess the seven. Monk.
2: Green. Jacoby on there? Uh, Mitchell. I was going to say Jacoby.
0: The defense had to had Charles Mann had to have made it, right? Charles Mann's one. Corey, you already missed two because Monk wasn't on there and neither was Jacoby and neither was wow. Brian Mitchell. What about Monte wow. Coleman? Monte Coleman wasn't on there either. Who do we have? Uh,
2: Kurt Govea?
0: will marshall all right i'm gonna run through the seven real quick okay all right so mark rippin Er Ernest biner biner made wow
2: didn't
0: anticipate biner okay gary clark yeah jim lachey jim lachey charles Mann. yeah daryl green chip low miller
2: Chip, Whoa, oh, <laughs> Chip, crooked foot. Uh, hey, Chip has a moment. He is historically known in my family as crooked foot. Okay, Chip, Chip, you the man, Chip, you the man.
0: <laughs> former Redskins OC Al Saunders went on ESPN this past week and said that he would be shocked if his former pupil, Terrell Pryor, wasn't in the Pro Bowl this year. We all know what Pryor can do. We've talked about it a couple times on this podcast already. He's big. He's fast. He has hands like a Venus flytrap. His catch radius is ridiculous. That's what
2: she I was going to say, is there any more of that Kool-Aid left? Jeez. <laughs> he's going to need that catch radius.
0: <laughs> uh. Uh. I swear people at home, we're, this is not the Never Kirk podcast. I swear, <laughs> this is the way it hey. just shook out tonight.
2: It's Kirk's team. I'm a Kirk fan. Here's the thing, man. Trust me, folks.
1: Forget all guy. that. Do you know how many receivers are in our conference?
0: I mean, in the East alone, Alshon Jeffrey, Des Bryant is still Des Bryant. Odell's the best receiver in the NFL, not named A.B. or Julio.
1: is not going to make it through October. (laughs) (laughs) What what are you talking about? Alshon Alshon put up some huge numbers a couple years ago. People have been looking for it ever since. But his hamstrings have disappeared, man. Ever since, his hamstrings have been shot. <laughs> and he's playing with Carson Wentz. I hope he has his character radius ready. <laughs> gonna need it. <laughs> 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 gonna need it, man. You better, de- you better decline those over the middle oh. routes, too. <laughs> I had an Eagles fan in
0: <laughs> my mentions today, and he w- he started yapping about how the Eagles are going to kick our asses, this and, this and that. And I was like, with who? And this Bama really had the nerve to say Tory Smith. I love you, Tory. Former Turp shout <laughs> Tory Smith. Oh, come on, he hasn't been good since he was wearing the Ravens purple. So our e- beloved Eagles, Eagles fans, fans. Hey, he to e- the brakes. T- all even
1: the way. if Tory is still running a four three, the ball's gonna be in the sideline, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I remember when they had when they took Carson once, one of the weaknesses they had in the draft. Was he couldn't throw a deep ball? <laughs> How the hell do you go number two and you can't throw the ball downfield? <laughs> How? It doesn't make mm. any sense, man.
0: Hey, let's draft this shooting guard second overall. He just can't shoot free throws. Negative pointers. It says weaknesses. Needs <laughs> to work on perimeter
2: shots. <laughs> hey, but let <that> an <laughs> Eagles fan tell you they're going to Super Bowl, man. He's the <laughs> Carson Wentz.
1: Hey, man. All I know is I remember they booed Donovan. They really chaired for Wentz,
2: which means Wentz is not going to be good. Last I checked, we handed Philly to Brooms last year and a year before that. Get back to me when you get back in the win column. At me, young half underscore 21, to all you <laughs> Eagles fans. Super Bowl trophy case is dusty and empty. Dusty, they don't have one. We need a trophy case for you. Say it again, clip? They don't have one. That's <laughs> right. I forgot. They don't have
1: one. That's like me having a China cabinet in my house. I don't have no damn China.
0: Eagles fans. <laughs> oh, Jeez. your mentions tomorrow are going to be on fire.
2: <laughs> Get back to the dustpan. <laughs> Only right, team far. to dominate the
1: division and not win a Super Bowl. <laughs> All they have is NFC East banners at the, at the link. They still see Rondé Barber making that pick. Dude, wasn't that the Joe Vicious game? Also. Joe Jeravicious. <laughs> It was, I'm pretty sure it was. It sure
0: was, was. it sure was. And that was the game that closed down, uh, they closed down uh, Veteran Stadium. Yep. Yeah, with the L. (laughs) Sounds about right, that's very fitting. That's all the time we have for this afternoon. Thank you so much for making time to be with us. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on the Bumpers app and make sure to follow us on all of our social platforms, Twitter and Instagram at 50GutBlog and on Facebook, at facebook.com backslash 50 gut until next time we out